You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a three-stripe blue belt who trains at Riverford, Riverfront Jiu-Jitsu, located in Wilmington, Delaware. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Chavon. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Man, the pleasure's all mine, sir. Uh, greatly appreciate you taking out the time to uh, sit down and talk some jiu-jitsu with me. That's right. Best thing in the world. Best thing in the world, man. But uh, without further ado, man, if you want to go ahead and uh, formally introduce yourself again one more time, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Yeah, man. So my name is Mike Chavon. I've been training for about three and a half years now. Um, I started training uh, at Riverfront Jiu-Jitsu in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, which oddly enough is owned by one of my former best friends from high from college. Uh, we went to Westchester University together in Pennsylvania. We're in the same major, really, really small program. Um, and graduated from college, never talked to her again. And then uh, I was, I moved to Delaware. That's where she was from. I was looking for a place to start doing jujitsu. And uh, I saw on Instagram, I was like, man, is that, I think that's my friend from college. I think that's Elise. And then I looked on the profile and sure it was. And she said, Hey man, you know, come on in. It'll be great. We just opened up a gym. Um, and so it's been really cool from the beginning uh, that it was, it instantly felt like you're reconnecting with an old friend and you know, her husband is a black belt. He's, he runs, he runs all the actual training. She kind of runs the back end of it and she's a badass blue belt, no geek competitor herself, Elise Shaw. Um, and so it's been awesome since the beginning. Um, I started like early 2020. So, mm-hmm. you know, right before COVID, um, I was about two or three months into training, everything closed. I got laid off from my job. Everybody started training in their garage. And so I had nothing else better to do, but, uh, but go there twice a day. And it, mm-hmm. it was, that summer of 2020 was like the best thing that could have happened to my jujitsu. Cause I just, I was able to just be immersed in it hundred percent from the jump. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, I ended up getting my blue belt in like a little bit, like around 10 months or so. Um, I don't oh, think okay. I would have gotten there if it wasn't for, it wasn't for like having that summer of just diving into two times a day, five days a week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been cool. Um, I started doing jujitsu the first time I ever heard about it, right. Outside of like the UFC, yeah, the Jocko <laughs> podcast and like the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to do it like in the 2015, 16 timeframe. I just wasn't able to make it work at the time I was working in college athletics and, you know, I was traveling all over the place. I was always working. I was always taking care of people. Um, I just didn't have time. And then Mm -hmm. career change all of a sudden had some time. And I said, this is, this is, this is going to be my new hobby. And then, you know, here we are. So. Yeah, man, that's um, when it came to jujitsu, man, that's kind of like I'm almost in that same boat when it comes to one to learn a martial art. Uh, I've always been a fan of martial arts growing up. Like you said, uh, you know, UFC and martial arts movies always, you know, was the thing. So I've started doing MMA, but my job um, schedule was conflicting. So I had to stop. 
Then I started taking up uh, traditional karate. No, I just traditional karate first. Schedule was all over the place, so I couldn't do that. Then ended up finding another job. And then a friend of mine who trains MMA was like, hey, man, you know, you should start training with me. And I was like, okay, cool, sure. Started training there for a couple months and some, uh, just some, I'm just going to say like, um, how, how, how do I want to explain it? Um, I'm not going to say like political stuff in the, in the school. It just kind of went somewhere else, but we was like, right. whatever. Then ended up joining another friend who does MMA. Um, joined his school for a minute, conflicting work schedule. So I was like, all right, man, I'm so done. I'm so, you know, done trying. But once I uh, came, you know, learned about jujitsu, learned it was a school that was not too far from me, uh, tried it out, got hooked. And I was like, yeah, I'm not stopping this. Yeah. Whatever job I, I, you know, I'm working, it has to work around my schedule because I do not want to stop training. Yeah. And, and, and you know been, what? You make it a priority, right? You can. Yeah. You can create time. So. Yeah. And that's definitely exactly what I did. I was like, nope, um, this is something that's becoming very, very important to me. So my time doing jujitsu is is sacred. Right. Like, mm-mm, I'm not changing that schedule for nobody. Yeah. So, unless yeah. my school changes schedule. But other than that, nope, I'm not changing my school, my schedule for nobody. Right. So definitely. So um, with this school, um, is it a competition school or, or is it more like, I'm going to say hobbyist? I would say so. We're we're still a relatively young school, right? It, we've only been around for three and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. So, in the last year or so, we've really seen a big increase in membership. Like we we you know when I first started, there was like six of us in the garage, um, and then we go we gym opens back up, and there's you know six seven people. You know, a huge class was like ten or twelve, and then mm-hmm. um, I mean now we routinely are. are 30 plus people in a class um and and we've got enough space but you know we're like maxing out how much space we actually have uh Mm -hmm. to to really be effective but it's a it's a good problem to have um that being said we've got a lot of really uh new white belts that are eager to compete um and so i would say mostly hobbyist but we Mm -hmm. have like a i don't know we've got maybe a dozen or so people that are relatively active going to competitions i'd say you know once or twice a quarter um Mm -hmm. i'm not competing as much as i was like a year and a half two years ago or um as much as i thought i wanted to um but i've done i don't know five or six tournaments i've done a couple super fights um done okay i've never won a tournament i've gotten a couple couple bronze couple silver um but you know i i've always i've always enjoyed it I love going out there and, and you really get to kind of test yourself and see what you can do against somebody that's actively trying to murder you. Right. Um, yeah. I've, I've always enjoyed it. I always felt like either I got a lot of work to do or like, wow, I'm actually pretty happy with how I did. Like that was the stuff I've been doing is actually working. Like it's, it's, it's always like rewarding to see that you can go in there in, in a live situation and, you know, the stuff that you do in theory day after day after day actually works full speed because I'm at a point, right? I'm 33 years old. I have no desire to get seriously injured doing this. And so when I roll like in <laughs> class, you know, I'm, I, I try to keep it slow and I'm like a bigger dude. So everybody's always trying to just crush me all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm like the first person 
I'll tap out to anybody. I don't care at all. You could be day one, never done it before. I will. I'm not trying to get hurt. Um, but it, it's great being able to see that, like the positions that you put yourself in, week day after day, week after week, um, translate directly to what you can do in a real life situation, right? In a competition. Yeah. So oh yeah. Uh, and then that being said, we have a couple of people like the. Um, my friend from college, who's the who's the owner of the gym, Lee Shaw. She's a blue belt. I mean, she's a stud. She's done a bunch of super fights. Um, on the where where are you located? Uh, Detroit, Michigan. Okay, so right on like the East Coast in the Delaware, Pennsylvania. There's like the Finisher series. It's up at a Tenth Planet gym, Tenth um, Planet Bethlehem in PA. Uh, that's a pretty high level tournament and they do all kinds mm-hmm. of super fights and tournaments and she's routinely there arm barring the heck out of people. Um, and you know, it's wh- where we're at, like that kind of tri-state area, Delaware, uh, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. There's a lot of really good jujitsu in that area. And there's a lot of really mm-hmm. good females in that area that are getting on like the fury grappling and, and some of those higher, higher cards. Um, so it's cool. We get to see a lot of those girls come through our gym because of Elise. Um, so mm-hmm. it's been it's been really neat. That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, yeah. So you know, kind of you know, piggyback what you're saying about uh, competition. I love competition and um, cross training. Um, they're kind of like one and the same. To be uh, to to really be honest with you, it's just one you just don't pay to get your ass kicked, right. <laughs> you know? So you go visit another school, you still get to test, you know, test your, uh, your jujitsu knowledge and what you, what you do at your school. Cause you know, you can roll with everybody at your school every day. So you kind of have a, an mm-hmm. idea on what they're working because they're learning what you're learning versus yep. going to another school. It's like, sometimes you feel like, man, I do not know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's sometimes exactly you're like, it. yeah, you're just a, you're just a shit. You're the king of the world. But I've yeah. been on both sides of that coin a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I work full time in the National Guard, um, okay. and in the Delaware Army National Guard, and so I'm really fortunate, right? That the building I work in's got a really cool gym, and so me and another guy that I train with at Riverfront, we work together, and so at lunchtime, most days of the week, we roll out some mats, and we just put 30 minutes on the clock and we roll, and it's been fantastic just great workout you get a good, a good sweat in you know it's great and this guy's not pretty good competitor he's not he's another blue belt um he's about my size he's like six foot two 15 20 25 something like that unbelievably athletic um but mm-hmm. right me and him roll so often now that as much as i love doing it it's like I'm, we're both like right here all the time um and so, you know, we've done things, we've implemented. So instead of just putting 30 minutes on the clock, we'll do like situational stuff or we try to really gamify it a little bit more now. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been, I mean, I always know what he's trying to do. He knows what I'm trying to do. And we can we can do it till we're blue in the face and we just end up, you know, back and forth all, all 30 minutes long. Um, so, yeah, going, I actually just this past Sunday went out, uh, went out to a new gym for an open mat and it was unbelievable like a bunch of dudes you've never seen before and you go out there and you see what you see what you got. Um, so it, it's, it's unlike anything else, right? Because nobody's got an ego or most people don't have an ego, right? Most people value you coming to their school to, to see what you have, to learn what they have. Um, 
and mm-hmm. it's, it's always everybody's always welcoming i've never been to a jiu-jitsu gym that's like what are you doing here you know like get the heck out of here so it's, it's such a it's such yeah. a good community and such a tight-knit community that it really makes a, like a huge impact on the individuals yeah definitely um and that's that's kind of one of the things i love to uh hear about people um that goes across train because you know every a lot of people have horror stories when it comes to tra- you know going to other gyms like you know you you go visit and they're you know matt enforcer is you know cinching in you know heel hooks and right. you know trying to hurt you and that's always been my thing when i started to think about going to cross train and that was like my instructor was like you know hey you know be careful because you know sometimes people can be a-holes you know if you go visit your school they want to try to prove a point and blah 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 so just really learning that proper gym etiquette mm-hmm. uh when you're going to visit because when i when i first visited the school uh in uh called voyage you know one of the guys that trained there was on my podcast he invited me over and it was like yeah i've done jujitsu for so long but you walk into a new gym you feel like an uh uh like you're just so lost oh yeah because you're like uh what do i where do i go what do i do so you know everybody was real cool everybody was chill uh you know real cool down to earth people man it felt like once i got you know acclimated in that first uh like 10 15 minutes man i felt like i was back at my home school right that's how that's how tight and cool yeah. it was but man them dudes are some beast work like worth work, work wise cuz they are a heavy competition school like okay. everything that goes on somebody's at that school is competing right so when they work like you know it's a 90 minute class and when i say they mm. work for 90 minutes uh I had to take like a quick little 10, like 10 minute power nap when I got in the car. <laughs> I wasn't used to that type of pace, but I wanted to keep up and I wanted to see how I feel because I wanted to try to get some type of um, acclimated to that, that fast paced, no gi jujitsu style. Hmm. And that was definitely an eye opener. Definitely yeah. an eye opener. So yeah, there's I, a gym in yeah. uh there's a gym in Philadelphia called Logic that it sounds mm-hmm. similar, right? They do a 90-minute class. It's pretty high tempo. And I've been to a couple of their classes. I've been to one of their open mats. And they do a lot in the gi. And at the end of the hour, right, they still got 30 minutes, they're going to do um, like seven, six-minute rounds. And before the rounds start, you identify, you're my first round, you're my second round, you're my third round, you're my fourth round. So that way there's no like, uh, who, you know, is anybody who wants to roll? Um, and there's 45 seconds between rounds. And if you miss that 45 seconds, they're like, sit down, you're out this round. Uh, I mean, they're, they're tight with it. And it is, mm-hmm. I've never rolled with a, with more just murderers than at that gym. It's unbelievable. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> it was, I don't know. I guess it was, it was a little bit of a, like a, a ego tester because I wanted to show like, okay, I'm a brown belt. I want to show I can keep up with these guys regardless of what their rank is. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I trying to put so much pressure on myself knowing that these are high competitors? Right. But at the same time, I still wanted to just like go out there and do the best I can. So it was always like maybe like an odd person out. So like, you know, I'll roll. I think it was like maybe like 10, five minute rounds or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. It was oh, a lot of heavy rolling. So after the first two, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just so gassed. And I'm just sitting, I, I'll go sit down and I'll just see somebody stand on the mats like this. And I'm looking around, nobody's like 
going up there, so I was like, oh, I don't want to leave him hanging, so I'll get up and you know, roll again. I'm so I'm like body so beat up and tired, man. But it was it was definitely a good experience, man, for yeah. sure. Definitely a good experience. I, like, I'm, like I said, I'm really I'm loving the fast paceness and that technical, you know, roles you get out of doing no gi. Still got love for the for the gi, but no gi is starting to become a really really good uh, love of mine's. Yeah. It's- <clears throat> I mean, at some level, it almost becomes like a different thing. Um, yeah. You know, I love I love training in the gi. The thing that is the most frustrating for me is that just the way my schedule is, I typically mm-hmm. make the no gi classes more than I make the gi classes, just like mm. a timing logistics thing. So mm-hmm. I end up training in, I end up training no gi way more than in the gi. Um, Mm-hmm. But whenever I get the opportunity to go to a gi class, I always I always enjoy it because um, as I, I like that it slows it down. I like mm-hmm. that you can you can really like maximize your actual ability to do jujitsu rather than just rely on like athleticism. Because um, mm-hmm. you know I mean you know better than I do, right? No gi, you you can take a kid that's just athletic. And you can get him going pretty fast, but you put a you put a gi yeah. on him, like it, it, it's a whole different ball game. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I um either way, right? Gi no gi, it doesn't matter. Um, I do like competing no gi more than I like competing gi. That's, yes, that's a yes. <laughs> tournaments where you got to like it's all back to back. You know, if you want to do both gi and no gi, you're gonna have like eight matches in a day. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't do that anymore. I did, I did that one or two times. I did both, and then I said, "All right, I'm just." I got slaughtered in the gi, and I ended up getting like silver in no gi, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna stick to this one." So. Man, I wish we can get sick, like a, a, get a good amount of matches in in uh, like the upper belt division. Yeah, because the only way we'll I'll be able to get more than two matches if I do both gi and no gi. Right. But to be able to really maximize it, I would have to do gi, no gi, and absolute. Mm-hmm. And with how you know tournament structures now, there's been a couple times where one of the guys we were competing against, uh, he was rolling, he was doing an absolute division, uh, rolling in the middle of his match. His name got called for another for another match, so he's in the middle of his technique. He's like, uh, "Yeah, they're calling me, but I'm I'm here." But he got DQ because he wasn't available, which was so bizarre, so so bizarre. But yeah, man, that's the that's the risk of like you know being the upper rank and trying to compete. Because when I did grappling, the last time I did grappling industries, uh, I did both gi and no gi. Um, my gi match was I want to say about 10, 11 o'clock, and then my gi match was at like one. Right. So it was just like, oh man, you 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 get warmed up, you 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 know you you get you get your matches in, you warmed up, and then like now I have to sit around and do nothing mm-hmm. for like two hours. And it's like, oh my oh, yeah, those this things are, sucks. Those things are all day <laughs> events, right? If you're doing all if you're events. doing a Saturday jujitsu competition and it's, it's a tournament, buckle up, bring your snacks, bring a chair. You're going to be there all day long. But yeah, it's I, I mean it's fun. I like it. I I do. Right, I say all the time that uh, with foresight and planning, you can do anything. And mm-hmm. I, a lot of times, I feel like those tournaments, like, whew, there's not always a lot of foresight. There's not always a lot of planning. 
Um, no. If I did it, I would have the kids on a separate day. You got like nine million little kids running around <laughs> for the first like six hours of this thing. And then you got me just like sitting there like, how many more are there? Like, yes. Do it on two, two different days. Or, I mean, and, and I'm a guy that's like usually trying to like just barely make like a 205 weight class. So I'm trying to weigh in as fast as I can. But at the same time, like, just be like, hey, don't come here until five o'clock. Get here at five p.m. Yeah. Like it'll suck, whatever. If you're if you're tight on weight, but like, just make it two separate. I don't know. We're not here to talk about how to run a jujitsu competition, but uh, I mean, but you're but it's a truth though, man. Because yeah. like you said, like it's it's like nine, like it's like you know you go to a tournament, um, especially like grappling industries or um, or Naga, I believe. But it's usually about like what eight or ten. There's about ten mats out there. Yeah. 10 matches going at once and they're all kids like they may have like no it's usually like two or four mats for kids and then they'll try to do like the other white belt no gi divisions and stuff like that but i'm like man just get the kids division out the way because it's so many of them yep so many of them so it's like all right all right man all right we got it just i believe like they should do even if they do gi on like one day and then no gi on another day, but yeah. I think that'll like alleviate a lot of sitting around time too because you ain't got to be there all day to wait for your second match. Right. So, yeah, yeah, but like you said, we're not here to talk about that. But that's just me personally how I feel. They should should run it. So, yeah, it's 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 wild, man. I love I love the jujitsu scene. I love the competition scene. That's just the only gripe I have is the time management because mm-hmm. you, you're there all day. You, you know, you go in early to weigh in cause they want you to weigh in like a, I think it's like an hour before your match or something like yeah. that, but you don't know what time your match is. Cause it depends on how many people show up. That's right. So your match could be, you know, on, on, on the tracker, you're like, Oh, your match starts at 10 30 and you blink. It's like your name being called at eight o'clock. It's like, what, what, what happened? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last it, competition it, I uh, did was, uh, was the good fight and mm-hmm. right submission only and uh yeah i had to weigh in at like 1 p.m i ended up not going on until like close to five. Oh, it's just like you're just sitting there and you're sitting there and you're you're just waiting and waiting and waiting like, come on you know like i knew it was gonna happen too i i went like in the mindset like i i am not going on at 2 p.m it's not gonna happen not gonna happen sure enough i wasn't um but... <laughs> It is what it is, right? What's cool is that I feel like now there's more and more opportunities to get super fights, which like mm-hmm. if you want to be an active competitor, right, that's the way to go. Um, yeah. And they're not terribly difficult to get either because now, at least in my area, there's so many like little organizations popping up hosting super fights that if you've done a couple of competitions, you, you you put in like you fill out their form and you say like I got silver here I got silver here, I've done one other super fight, you're in, because um, I that's how I've gotten a couple and I've actually had to turn a couple down just because of whatever personal life stuff was going on that weekend or whatever. Um, but it's like stuff that, like, I'm just some random dude. I'm not I'm <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like a super high level jujitsu player, right? I just I try hard, um, right? And uh, and so I think like that's a really that's a good way to go it, because it's you only got the one match. It can be a little bit more 
you know, it's more focused on you. I, I've always enjoyed doing a super fight rather than like a straight up tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've I've been, um, you know, dancing around the idea of competing more. Um, unfortunately, I was I wasn't able to do the last couple of tournaments that was here. I think it was like uh, one uh, tap cancer out uh, was here last month, and I think um, I think that same month uh, Naga was here. No, or is it? What's next week? No, Naga is next week. Yeah, Naga here in uh, Detroit is next week, and I'm unfortunately I'm going to miss it. So I'm like, man, instead of me waiting around for the big tournaments like G, uh, Grappling Industries or Naga, I'm just going to start looking for like local small tournaments, man. That's yeah. not, it wouldn't be too strenuous on me, you know, trying to fit in when I can, you know, if I'm going to be able to make these uh, tournaments or not. Because I do want to get more uh, more experience in uh, comp- c- competing because I'm still kind of teetering on the idea of if this is something I want to do more serious or is it just going to be you know just it is what it is but i don't know i don't know i'm trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. it's it may but but yeah like you said man it's it's definitely a commitment it's a real big commitment um even when the the few times i did uh compete and just just trying to stay focused on this stuff even you know just not even um not even focus on stuff out on the mats you know just your outside personal life you know you got work you got family you got everything else like all that stuff needs to be in line in order for you to focus even more on training before you get ready for this tournament so yeah, it's man. a lot that goes into it it's a lot goes into it that a lot of a lot of people may not know when it comes to this like type of stuff, you just think, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're doing jujitsu, you do it every day, you know, what's the difference? It's a big difference. So much different. Big difference. So much. It's a whole different. You might as well say it's a whole different sport. Like, <laughs> yeah, to a degree. I'll never forget the first competition I ever did. My first competition ever was as like a fairly new blue belt too, because like mm-hmm. I was a white belt all of COVID. There weren't really a whole lot of competitions. And so, like, right when competitions started kind of coming back around, like, 2021, I was like, boom, blue belt. And uh, I was, like, it was another good fight, submission only, man. And I had to I – I was in the heavyweight weight class because I think that they had, like, anything over 215 or something like that was heavyweight. So it was 215 to infinity. And uh, oh, I was God. like – I kind of signed up last minute. I was like, look, I'm not going to cut any weight. Like, I'll just go in at 215, whatever. And man, I'm like new blue belt. The dude I went up against was like a four stripe blue belt. He'd probably been a blue belt longer than I've been doing jujitsu. Right. And, uh, he grabbed my lapel and yanked me down. And I was like, what did I just get myself? (laughs) He he took me down past my guard, Americana me in like 35 seconds. I was like, all right, this is, uh, this is 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 real. the level of intensity is is unparalleled to anything i've ever done um you know in the world of athletics or or whatever and right like that i think one of the things i like to say about jiu-jitsu right is that it's um it, it it puts you in a real life situation where someone is actively trying to strangle you and you have to problem solve your way out of it yeah right and so um I think my career in the army 
kind of started around the same time my jujitsu career began. Mm-hmm. And I think that they fed very well into each other. My um, just the way you can problem solve through jujitsu, the way you handle stress, right? Like someone is on top of you actively trying to strangle you. Like if you stress, if you're stressed out and you're freaking out and you're panicking and you can't think and you can't make a decision and you can't like take a moment and take a breath and slow your breathing and calm yourself down and say, Oh, okay. He's got my arm like this. I need to do this one thing. And then my arms out and then I can do whatever, you know, that whole mindset translates right into anything in life. But I think mm-hmm. it's very obvious in like a military or like a law enforcement setting. Um, but you can pull that thread and, and it applies to anything, right? Everybody's going to be yeah. in a stressful situation in some capacity. And mm-hmm. if you can, if you choose to expose yourself to it here on the mats, the thing that you go do, you know, so-and-so cuts in front of you in line at the grocery store, like you're not going to lose your cool because like you've been in more stressful situations, right? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's why jujitsu is like, Jocko always says jujitsu is a superpower. Um mm-hmm. I don't think it's a superpower because like it makes you big and strong or it makes you be able to fight. Right. It makes your superpower makes it a superpower because you can, you can think through problems better than other people can. That in my opinion is the superpower. Um, And people don't do that nowadays. Right. People don't expose themselves to stress. Most, you know, Mm -hmm. we can talk about whatever we want to talk about, but like, (laughs) that's what I think is a big problem nowadays is that Mm. everyone's like, everyone's striving to be that scene in Wally where they're like sitting in the recliner, like drinking the XL soda and there's robots <laughs> moving everything around for them and they're just wasting away. And, mm-hmm. and if you choose the hard path, right, you choose the stress, you choose to go actively try to get strangled or strangle somebody else in a controlled environment. When you get put in a real stressful situation in anything, you're going to be suited to, to problem solve your way through it. And then it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I roll with a lot of problems. You know, I, I apply jujitsu to everyday life and every moment that I think of, I, I'll sit down and be like, okay, what's, what's, what's the topic of the situation today? And I, I, I think it out, I roll with it, roll with it, roll with it. To the point where sometimes I'll I'll be sitting here, I'll be thinking about something, and I just like, you know what? I'll just say, like, don't give them your back. Yeah. And I'm like, don't give them your back. Don't give them your back. Don't give them your back. And that's just me telling myself, like, okay, you're starting to panic about the situation. Mm -hmm. So you're turning the wrong way. Like, no, Mm -hmm. give them your back, face the problem, calm yourself down, and figure it out. Yeah. So that's a great analogy. Thank you, man. It's because. I, I do jujitsu so much and yeah, I do my best thinking when I'm on the mats. Like mm-hmm. whatever problem I whatever issue I'm dealing with, I'll just hey, let's roll. And I'll just work. It just work. Just work, 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 work. To just, you know, to get my mind focused enough to where like it's not the the problem is not on the forefront, but it's still there enough to where I can calmly think about it, but also focus on my jujitsu. Yeah. So it's like once I get those good rolls in, it's like, okay, I got that out. Now let's look at this problem, figure it out. And, you know, like you said, it, 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 in the end, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and that's like that mentality, I think, is lost on a lot of people. And it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. jiu right? It could be anything challenging right. that you choose to mm-hmm. do. 
it's going to, it, it's like why people have like their best ideas in the shower because yeah. they're like doing something else. They, they're able to put their, 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 their brain somewhere else. And then that idea hits them. It, it's like mm-hmm. a similar idea where when you're doing jujitsu or you're doing whatever you're doing CrossFit or you're doing name the, the physical activity, you're going for like a ultra marathon run, right? You're, your brain is somewhere else focusing on something else. And it gives that other part of your brain an opportunity to, to problem solve its way through the thing that, you know, was bugging you at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, oh I mean, yeah, man. It's powerful. It's very, very powerful. And it's it like, you know, like you said, Jocko said, it, it is a superpower in a sense of, you know, you, you go out, you go in this place, like you said, you're in a stressful environment every single day, you're powering through it. You know, once it, you know, if you make it to the end of class, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm stronger. I'm stronger and I'm bigger than my problems. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to keep that same mentality off the mats, you'll be surprised how much more stuff you can get done. Cause you know, like you said, everyone wants to, no one wants to feel that pressure. No one wants to feel uncomfortable. No mm-hmm. one wants to feel that super stress on learning something new. Everybody wants everything just kind of just, you know, you just fell into their lap, but it's not going to work that way. Nope. Because, because I got, you know, I explained this to my wife a lot. You know, she, you know, she gets to the point where she's like, man, I just want this to work. Boom. I just want to be able to just think about it, do it and go. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all, but you have to think about this. If you were just given everything you wanted right off the bat, if something goes wrong, that's going to be a bigger stressful problem because you don't know how to fix what you just got. Yep. Because you didn't work for it. But if yeah. you continue to work and build on it, if something goes wrong, you already know how to you know how to approach the problem well enough to that where it won't throw everything else off. Yeah, man. So that's jujitsu for you, man. <laughs> that's that's jujitsu for you in a nutshell, man. Learning to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations, um, being able to keep yourself calm under pressure mm-hmm. and survive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it. that that's it. That is, that is the, that's the core rules of, of jujitsu, man. But, you know, back to what you were saying about your, like the first tournament, uh, the first guy I went against super strong guy. Uh, he compete, like he's been competing for like the last eight years, stupid Jack, six two, two 260 pounds, solid muscle. And we go to tie up. I got my lapel grip and I'm trying to pop his arm up to like trying to swim under. The arm did not budge. Yeah. It looked like I was trying to punch a tree. So I was like, oh, this is about to be bad. So I'm trying to swim in and the arm getting stuck here. So I was like, oh yeah, this is really about to be bad. And he went for a hip toss and I've never felt so light in my life. And as soon as my back hit the mat, I was like, oh, this is serious. <laughs> it just got yeah, so real. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah, I have a, I've got a similar experience with, um, you know, uh, like that double collar grip and then they kind of just toss you. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? So I was uh, mm-hmm. about a month ago, I was up at Fort Dix in New Jersey uh, for some training, for some army training. And uh, I was at Fort Dix, right? It's a pretty big army military installation. Uh, they have like a fight house and it's all matted out and they've got jujitsu and combatives classes and stuff like that. So I was there with uh, a f- couple of my soldiers, but then I was also there with like a few of their like regulars, right? 
man, and they've got a uh, a Navy captain, an O six in the Navy, pretty super high ranking. He was the he was the post commander, like big wig guy. He's like six five, two hundred and forty pounds of rock solid muscle, white belt, and. <laughs> And we're standing up and we're, and we're, you know, hand fighting and he gets my collar and he just threw me across the room. And I was like, I'm like floating through the air thinking, how did this happen? We get done. And I was like, sir, like you deserve my blue belt. Like, I don't, I don't want this thing anymore. Like this is yours. (laughs) And then like a month later they gave him the blue belt. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, 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 I've felt that, that like lightness and you're just like, oh man, this isn't going the way I wanted it to. Being a big, like being a big guy, like I'm sitting at like 225 right now, but I was a lot bigger when I competed at Purple, but I was like 240. But being a big guy and being thrown, mm. like you're a lightweight, it makes you contemplate life. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you question a lot of things like how? I should not be able to been I should not have been able to been moved so gracefully like this. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's like it's almost embarrassing. Like there's no way this guy just threw me. I'm like, I'm 240, 245. And he just made me feel like I was two pounds. Yep. Easily. Yep. But, there's always a bigger fish, right? Always a bigger fish. That's what Qui-Gon Jin <laughs> said. Um and, and in jujitsu, that bigger fish might not always be physically bigger than you. Like no. It might be a 115 pound female that's that's gonna murder you. <laughs> I didn't I didn't uh, seen some 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 uh, some females that scares me. I'm not even gonna lie. I've seen a couple female um, on uh, on on uh, TikTok and YouTube and and whatever. And it's a couple of them I do follow, and I'm just looking at these girls like, man, you are dangerous. Mm-hmm. To be that small, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like you can see a guy be that small, and you know you be like, okay, yeah, he's he's good. But you see a female that's small, and you see her rolling with dudes our size and just handle them. It's like, oh my goodness, like no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I always find that like there's always space for them, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, if I'm like if me and you were to roll, like either one of us is gonna be like oh man like this is another big dude like there's not a whole lot of space for me to move my arm or whatever but like you could have i could have one of the like at least i could have her inside control right and i'm i don't want to just like put 220 pounds down and just like use my weight but at the same time like you're trying to be heavy right you're trying to do it the right way and then all of a sudden it's like she's behind you you're like how the heck did that happen like there there shouldn't have been that much space like against Against somebody my size, there would not have been that much space. But with you, there's right. plenty of space. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that I'm constantly struggling with. Like, how do you manage? How do you manage the space against somebody that is that much smaller than you, but also like very skilled at what they're doing? Right? Yeah. Uh, I struggle. I've got yeah. another kid that trains at my gym. That he's he's 18. Um, mm-hmm. He's a. I think he. I think when he turned 18, they gave him his blue belt. He's been training for like a long time. Very good, but he's like five six, one hundred and ten pounds. He's eighteen. It's just mm-hmm. a small guy. It's just a small guy, and he is same deal. Like how how do I manage the space? How do I take away all of the space so that he can't move, but mm-hmm. not just smother him with my weight? Right. Like I try to balance that, 
And yeah, same deal. It's like all of a sudden he's behind you. How did you get there? Where's that foot coming from? <laughs> kind of thing. Like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But, but again, like that's the other thing that's so cool about jujitsu is that like you put the you put me and that kid in like a, a boxing ring, right? I've got a foot on him. Like it's probably not gonna end well for him, right? One way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but jujitsu is like the ultimate equalizer. Like he beats me all the time. And the only way he doesn't is if I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm just, you're going to feel every single pound I have. But I think, I think personally, I don't think that's the right way to do jiu-jitsu, right? Like mm-hmm. be heavy, sure. But I don't think you should use that weight solely like to your advantage just yeah. because no, maybe I, I you're more skilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to balance, I think that being heavy but like smothering someone control yeah controlling your controlling your weight right but it's funny because like my wife she trains uh she trains uh too and as a matter of fact today she's like uh we're we're going over uh the failed hip bump sweep to a guillotine and we're working and she's like you know she 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 gets it like she sits up boom locking it and she falls back and it was tight before she even reached in to grab her hand. It was like tight. So I'm like, okay, she's, she's doing it right. And then when I felt her reach in to, sh- to grab her hand, she like shifted and she lost it. And I'm like, okay, that's what you do. But blah, 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 we fixed it. And she, I'm like, and she's like, well, I don't want to hurt you. I'm like, uh, no, you're not, but come on. You, you have to learn how to do this properly. But man, when she set up and got it, and she she wasn't even all the way back yet because her arms are so short. So she was like maybe I want to say like maybe halfway down, and the choke was so tight. Mm. And I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god, okay. And I tapped, and she's like, what? What happened? What, did I do it right? I said, oh no, you did it right. It's, yeah, you did great. <laughs> Perfect. You did great. I had, to, I had to walk it off. Like you did great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but she, you know, she always says she has that fear, like being you know for one being the only female in the class uh you know obviously being smaller than a lot of the, of the guys there she's like well i don't feel like i'm you know i would be effective i'm like no you're like you get a little bit of technique under you you're gonna be very mm-hmm. dangerous that's right because you have short arms you have small you have small wrist with it and hands that can fit anywhere that's you right. will, will be dangerous yeah if anybody gives you the littlest bit of space you can fill it like it's super yeah. easy to do that, especially in nogi. Like, especially in nogi. Yeah, and once she, once she, once she realized that, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a problem. I know yeah. it. I know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, excited. <laughs> but I love watching, um, like a high level female jujitsu match. Like it's so entertaining, right? Because they're yeah. they're super flexible. They're super like athletic. They're doing flying arm bars and triangles and crap that I would never dream of doing. And like, it's just like, it's competitive on like a different level. I feel like I, I just, I've always felt that about um, like pretty much any like high level female sports, right? Like there's just like a different level of competitiveness between I think two females versus two males. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, you get like, or even like a UFC fight, right? Like, a, like, you, you, like a high level female UFC fight is way better than most male 
UFC fights, in my opinion. Same yeah. Because I, I think it's when it comes to like you know when it comes to martial arts, you think about um, you know a, a a physical violence sport. You think you know obviously the first thing you think about is gladiators, two men fighting and you know trying to kill each other. So you kind of expect that it's going to be high intensity or whatever. But then when you get these these you know these women that enter these these contact sports and it's like what what are you what are you doing here you yeah. know but like you said I I would take a high level match uh, no females division match over anything now because like you said it's it just seems like there's so much more and they're very if like females in jujitsu are are way 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 more technical than mm-hmm. any man I've I've saw and I'm just and I'll be sitting back and watching like. Damn. Yeah. That's that's crazy. And and I think that's probably because they're not right. Like if you if you pick up like the average guy that's whatever, 29 years old, that's like fairly athletic, that knows his way around around a weight room, he gets on the mats, like he's going to rely on strength. Mm-hmm. Right? I, that's what I did when I started. Um, but if you get like, you know, a fairly athletic female that knows her way around a weight room, she's pr- I would say less likely to try to rely on strength because she's probably in a class with a bunch of guys and strength is not what's going to win for her. She has to be technical. No, have to be. And, and that, I think that at like a, at like a day one level compounds a lot better than like the guy that's relying on strength and saying like, Oh yeah, I would, yeah, I would get that when it matters. Um, mm-hmm. When they're not going <laughs> to. Right. Like, so, you know, yeah. at, a, at a baseline, they come in, I feel like more willing to learn and more willing to, to like master the technique rather than, and I'm guilty of it as any blue belt. Like, oh yeah, I know that I'll, I'll get it. Yep. I got that. I got that coach. And yeah, then, I got like, it. Yeah. Me, and you're like, Fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> cause I, I swear. Cause you know, like, you know, back to my wife, she, she, she has this thing where she's like, I don't, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But like, but when she really gives it her best, she does amazing. Cause she's always like, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, you know, you always say, you know, just, just, just go for what you feel. She's like, I don't know nothing. I'm like, that's the point. Like, you know, enough, you just, you're overthinking it. Yeah. I'm like, slow yourself down and, and, and go for it. And one day we were rolling, and I have to admit, she hit this this crazy inside. It was it was like an inside leg sweep, but it looked like a single leg takedown. Mm. And I I went back and watched it. I'm like, damn, I okay. I'm like, and she's like, I just went for. It. I'm like, duh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, keep that, keep doing that. So. But she's, you know, she's finally little, uh, getting a little bit used to rolling with other people besides mm-hmm. me. And like I said, give her, give her back a few months back on the mats, man, and she can get over this fear of wanting to hurt me. But I'm like, you know, I'm I'm a brown belt. I've been put in every choke, every hold that right. we've learned multiple times. So these shoulders and felt hundreds of Americanas and Camoras and wrist locks. And this neck felt a whole bunch of guillotines and mm-hmm. everything else. So yeah, y- y- you'll be fine. You'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. you know, my wife, 
she she was a gymnast her whole life. She was a college gymnast too. Like one of the most athletic people I've ever met. And I, I tell her all the time, like, you need to start doing jujitsu. Like you would murder people. You're super flexible. You're super strong. Like you got great just body awareness and like kinesthetics. Like you would murder people. And mm-hmm. and she she's reluctant. I mean, she's got like if you've ever met somebody that did gymnastics their whole life, and then especially at the collegiate level, they've got every injury you've ever seen before. Um, yeah. so she's like, you know, my shoulders beat up, my neck is beat up, my back is beat up. Like, I don't know if I really want to be like getting tossed around. I'm like, yeah, I understand that. Um, but yeah, I tell her all the time like, or we, or we'll, we'll be like in the kitchen or something. And she'll like, she always like laughs at me when she like goes to a competition and, and you know, you're like, you're standing up and you're trying to like get position and you're doing your little like hand fighting and she'll always like pick uh-huh. on me about that. And then I'll like do an arm drag and like get her back. And then she tries to like get her, get away out of it or whatever. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, with even not knowing what you're doing, like you're, you're better than most. Like, just imagine if you learned a little bit. Just a little bit. If we get bit. you five techniques, you, yeah. you'll be, you'll be light years ahead of a lot yeah, of people. Man. She'd be, she would be unbeatable, but oh, yeah. I do like, we have a few people in my gym, like husband and wife duos that, that train. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. I like that. It's sort of my time, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I do like that. My son comes sometimes. I got a two year old son. And so when he was born, uh, I was like, look, this kid is not going to affect my jujitsu. I want a kid that can go anywhere. So I'm going to take him everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, once he was two months old, I started bringing him to the gym with me. I was fortunate that at the time the gym was still really small, like didn't have a whole lot of members. So I would just keep him in his car seat and he would just hang out during class. And then as he got a little bit bigger, we would like barricade him in the corner with like grappling dummies. And, you know, uh, I would do class and if he got fussy, like I would hold him and then I'd pass him to the next guy while I drilled and then we just pass him around and he was cool with it. And then as he got even older and he's like walking around and stuff, and then it got a little bit more difficult because it's kind of at the same time, the gym was like getting more and more members. So there wasn't just like uh, yeah. space for him to kind of be around in. Um, mm-hmm. So then I had to stop bringing him, but then I just started, uh, I just started uh, coaching some of our kids classes and so now I bring him to the kids class. He's only two, two and a half, but like he'll jog around during the warmups. He can do yep. a break ball. He'll like roll around when they're supposed to be doing back rolls and stuff. Um, and then, and then I just put him off to the side and he watches while the other older kids like do the techniques. And mm-hmm. so like, it's going to be really cool in like a year or two when he's actually fully able to do it all. Um, and, and like, that'll be a really cool, like you, we do the kids class and then we do the adult class and then we go home. Like that's going to be, that, that's, that's like my dream. I, and I, and I tell you this from experience, man, it's one of those things where it's like you, you want it so bad to happen. <laughs> and when it happens, you're not going to believe it Yeah. because like my daughter, uh, she's, she's, um, she's seven now. I remember when, you know, when I started training, she was, you know, attached to my hip and she's like, daddy, where are you going? I'm going to class. Can I go? And she's like, and I'm like, no, you can't go. Cause I wanted to, you know, I wanted to focus Mm -hmm. on training. I wasn't necessarily used to the school just yet, but as, as time went on, I was like, you know what? Come on, you can go with me. So she would come to me every class, every class. She would sit down, she would watch yada, yada, yada. And then fast forward, 
we, you know, after COVID and, you know, and we started to get our kids class back, I'm like, Hey, you want to, you want to you know, try kids class? And she's like, yeah. And when I saw her, I still got the picture as, you know, as one of my wallpapers on my phone of her first time in her gi in mm. class. And I mean, I, I I am man enough to admit, waterworks, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seeing her in that gi for the first time, it's it was just like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. But now she she kind of helps me. Move, she helps me lead kids class. Nice. She is my assistant instructor. I'm like, I, you know, you know, we uh get in, everybody get dressed, and make you know everybody make sure they got the belts tied and everything else. I'm like, all right, Lamira, hit it. She lead the warm ups, lead the snakes. She's like, okay, daddy, we done, and then we go on to technique. That's cool. So that's real yeah, cool. man. And then like, I got my three year old there too. She she's kind of like, she wants to join because it looks fun. So like you said, when they run the laps, she's trying to run the laps. Yeah. They're doing bear cross. She does the bear cross. But after that, she's done. She's like, yeah, yeah. That, that's all right. <laughs> He's just hanging out on the side watching TV on the phone. Um, yeah, but yeah. you know, but but that's really cool to me because. He, I, you know, I used to bring him, he was at every single class with me for like a year. Mm -hmm. And then I had to stop because like, it just wasn't feasible anymore because he wouldn't sit still and there wasn't space for him to kind of run around where there used to be when he was like six, seven, eight months old. Like there was room for him to crawl and do whatever he was doing. And we didn't really have to worry about it because there was enough space. Now, Mm -hmm. like he he would, there's barely enough space for everybody to do jujitsu on the mats, let alone have a baby. Um, Mm -hmm. But now he's at a point where, like, I'm pretty confident that I can just sit him on the bench. Like, all right, bud, hang out, watch. You know what's happening, is, yep. And 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 he'll sit there. So, like that, that's cool that I can like get him back in because everybody used to love having him there. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, where's Chase? Where, where? How come we don't bring Chase anymore? It's like, dude, what, what am I supposed to do with him? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so. Yeah, but everyone was really cool. And like, that's another cool thing about jujitsu, right? Is that like that, that you have this camaraderie with the guys or the girls or whatever you have this camaraderie and they're so accepting Mm -hmm. of like, there's a, there's a one-year-old baby here that is literally, I would be like holding him on the mats, all sweaty, watching people drill. And then when it was my turn, I'd be like, all right, you got him. Cool. And then I would drill or, you know, if he was getting fussy and, I would grab him. Someone's like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll hold him. You get, you get around and I'll, I'll keep him. I'll keep him over here. And it's like, where else are you going to do that? You know, you know, you can't take a one-year-old to like the gym, right? Name the big box gym and be like, Hey buddy, can you hold my kid while I get this? <laughs> while well, I, well, I, well, I set this PR real quick, hold my baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna but like in jujitsu, it will. Um, yeah. It, it it's such a cool thing right because it, it brings it brings everybody together just like like nothing else can yeah man you know i, I always say like the family that trains together stays together yeah uh because we uh one of my good uh friends and training partner um you know they got a i think their baby's two now but yeah we had open mat and they you know they brought the you know they brought their uh, daughter with them it was like me and my two kids another guy and his daughter um, another training partner, his son, uh, my training partner, his wife and their daughter. So it was, you know, we just had kids off in the corner and there's like, there's like, okay, well, I'm going to take this round in. So you watch the baby. 
just like you said, you know, then you know she yeah. she steps off, he rolls. But it was at the point they both wanted to roll. So it's like, well, is this your turn to watch the baby? I'm like, fine, I'll watch the baby. Y'all guys go roll. And it's yeah. even like you said, you can't you couldn't do that anywhere else. Yeah. And you know, I I, I love it, man. I love it. I love yeah. seeing my family grow into this sport. And I'm you know, hoping that your son, eventually your wife, uh step on those mats, man. Cause when they do, do it's it's just like a, it just opens up a whole other dynamic to the like the the the, the family you know yeah. the family life man so yeah I agree I agree I, I love it love it love it love it but yeah Mike so we have a staple here at uh, Talk Your Just Podcast man we ask everybody who comes on the show man uh, your top three people man past or present man who who the are the top three people you would love to roll with hmm so. Uh, I would have to, I'd have to say Jocko, um, because he, like, he's the first person I ever really heard, like, talk about jujitsu consistently. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like a, I'm a huge Jocko guy. Like, just where I was in 2015 when, when his first book came out and the podcast came out, like, changed my life. Um, yeah. And then, who else? Um, I'd love to roll with BJ Penn. Mm, yeah the the first big ufc fighters i i got into and like really supported um Mm -hmm. and like he's a dude that got his black belt in three years like he's a murderer prodigy Um, yeah and then uh who else um i'd have to say um what's his name uh you know the, the big dude, uh, Dan, like Mattisau or whatever. He like trains with Gordon Ryan. You know what I'm talking about? Big Dan is what they call him. Mm, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. He, he's like in the Gordon Ryan posse. Um, uh-huh. But he is—he's like six six, two thirty-five, just like carved out of stone, just an animal. <sighs> um, so yeah. So needless to say, right. All of these, all of these individuals are going to absolutely smother me. I'm not going to be able to do nothing against them, but it's uh right. That's another cool thing about jujitsu is that like, it's realistic that you could train with some of the top competitors in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's realistic. Yeah. If you went to their gym, yeah. you could train with them. Um, and then like, you would actually see how you stack up against a guy that's at the, top of their game now now is is somebody like that it's a world-class competitor gonna compete with like the dude that walked in off the street probably not um mm-hmm. but it, it's realistic it could potentially happen it's, um it's a higher probability yeah. in jujitsu for me yeah, to walk you're not in, gonna, like, you're not gonna go catch passes from tom brady anywhere <laughs> hey, you just can't go knock on a facility like hey is tom here i want to yeah. actually play catch like you can't, you can't yeah. do that um yeah, so that that's what that's what I'll say. I'll say those are my three: um, Jocko, BJ Penn, and then Big Dan from the Gordon Ryan crew. Yeah, man, uh, Jocko would be. I think it would be a very cool technical role. I would. I would. I. I haven't thought about it, but I think Joe Rogan would be a good role too. It, he would because he's been doing it forever. Like, and again, which, and you never. Would. But the thing is, I've never seen him do jujitsu. Me neither. That's he's the scary part. Guy. He's a tenth planet. Yeah. Guy. So you know, you kind of know where where he's what he's gonna do. True. True. But you. But it's just like I. It's it's still like like you said. You know, tenth planet. You know their style. 
but you still want to see it in action. Like I mm-hmm. still want to see Joe Rogan in action. I've seen pictures of him sweaty in, you know, on the mats, but like I've never seen him. In, I've never seen him roll. And I yeah. want to so badly. Yeah. So, so badly. But yeah, Mike, um, unless, you know, if you got any questions for me, man, fire away. Uh, if you got anything coming up for yourself, for your school, you know, shot them out. Uh, the floor is all yours. Um, so I would be like remiss to, to take a little bit of time and talk about, have you ever heard of Weedify Foundation? No, I have not. All right. So Weedify is a nonprofit. It's a veteran focused nonprofit that focuses on getting combat disabled veterans into jujitsu. And so basically okay. uh, what we do, I'm, I volunteer with, I've been volunteering with them for the last couple of years. Um, I, so basically foundation will provide up to, uh, we'll provide one year of free jujitsu at one of our approved schools um, mm-hmm. to some, to a combat veteran with a, dis, a VA disability rating of 80 or higher, right? 80 to, you okay. know, to a hundred. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, bring on about 40 to 50 new athletes every month and we pair every athlete up with a mentor that's a volunteer through the organization that we try to keep it regionally um i tried and and so my role within the organization is i assign new athletes with mentor volunteers um in the northeast region so from like delaware to maine Uh and you know, you, we try to build that relationship where you have somebody that is in the military, used to be in the military, that has been, you know, is a blue belt, is a brown belt, is a purple belt, whatever. Pair them up with somebody brand new that's never mm-hmm. done it before, that, you know, mm-hmm. has whatever injuries they have from service. And then, you know, you just build a relationship. And then we get these guys through a year of jujitsu for free. And, you know, to be an approved school is not very difficult. You just have to sign up online. We called school, talked to them, you know, get it set up. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a powerful organization, right? Like I've, I've seen with my own eyes guys that come to my gym that are some of our veteran athletes or guys that I, that I work with that I mentor, just talking to on the phone mm-hmm. or texting or whatever. Like that's where jujitsu can make a huge difference on somebody. And there's a lot of really good research out there and a lot of really good like empirical studies showing how jujitsu can positively impact PTSD and, you know, what it does for, for, for our veteran community. Um, it's an unbelievable organization. It's based in Texas, based in Dallas. Um, it's been around since like 2015 ish, I think. Um, I should know that off off the top of my head, but I don't, um, but it's, it's a powerful organization and everything we do, whether it's like, selling merchandise, whether it's running an open mat, whether it's having a huge super fight event, like my gym, we host every year around, uh, um, around veterans day, we host what we call riverfront fights. And it's like 40 super fights. Every competitor has to raise at least a hundred dollars. Um, you know, we get donors and all this stuff and, you know, we'll raise like 20, 30, 40,000 bucks. They go straight to your organization, straight to, scholarships because we say it costs about two thousand dollars a year to put a single athlete through and we're paying we're we're adding 50 people every month now we're losing 50 people every month too but Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 at a rate where we're the 50 that we're bringing on we're losing um we're turning away 
between two and 300 other applicants. Um, so like the demand is super high. It's a, almost a hundred, awesome. almost a hundred percent veteran or volunteer run organization. Most of the volunteers are veterans or currently in the military themselves. Um, but you know, I think there's only like two people within the organization that, that pull a salary. Um, mm-hmm. like the guy that's the vice president, I thought for years was like, Oh, this is his full-time job. Nope. He's a, he's a commercial airline pilot. <laughs> and then he does <laughs> on the side. Um, you know, just like, I mean, I, I do, I do, I don't know, something like five and 10 hours of work a week for this organization. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just as a volunteer, but, uh, but yeah, I would, anybody that's listening, anybody that is a veteran is currently in the military, wants to get into jujitsu. Um, we defy foundation is an unbelievable way to make an impact either as a volunteer or as somebody starting out new, if you kind of hit the qualifications and we can get you in. Um, but you know, I, I've done a lot of work with nonprofits in, in my day and there's nothing more satisfying, nothing more pure than, than what we do at We Defy Foundation. And it's, uh, you, you see a direct, a direct immediate change in a human being when they get, mm-hmm. when they, when they are put back into a situation where they have that camaraderie, they have that brotherhood and they're doing something hard with a purpose. Right. Now, the more the, the more you talked about it, I think another guest um, was was talking about that. Um, I got to go back and find his yeah. name. But the more you talked about, it, I'm like, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, it's because he's he's a he's I think he was in the, he was in the military. So okay. he. Um, yep. Yep. Christopher Gaddison um, was a guest uh, a couple episodes ago, and he was talking about We Defy awesome. uh, awesome. Foundation. So, yeah, man, I, I I love what you guys stand for. Um, that's that's t- truly truly amazing. Um, as a person who I've, I've ne- never been in the military, but I can say for sure how much uh, jujitsu has helped me mentally. Yeah. Um, on so many occasions, so many occasions that you know. I've talked about before um, because it definitely got me through some very, very, very dark times. Yeah. Uh, So I I, I truly stand behind it, man. And I hope that, um, you know, people who hear this um, join jujitsu, join the organization. If you you guys are vets or no vets who are willing to do it. And man, yeah, it's it's big. And I hope it gets bigger for you guys. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Not a problem, brother. Not a problem. Well, uh, that's the end of today's episode. I would love to thank Mike one more time for coming on the show and, uh, you know, sharing his tales and experiences with us. Uh, Please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. All right, brother. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, man. Happy. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped.